Hello and welcome to the Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology and anything else that feels right. I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Essence Media Comex and Global Head of Relevance for um, Essence Media Com Creative Futures. And I'm super excited. Well, I'm always super excited about our guest. But our guest today is uh, Anna Berry. Um, how are you, Anna? I'm good, thank you. It's been a busy week, but we're in the office and it's not raining and I cycled in the sunshine. So I'm, I'm in a good place today. Good, good, good. Um, again, apologies from Sasha. He's not with us t- today at the moment. He, he couldn't make it. Didn't want to delay this anymore because actually um, we've actually done it before, haven't we? Which is a secret. So, you know, we're not going to tell everybody that, but we had some <laughs> technical problems. So this is um, round two. Now, Anna, how to describe Anna. So Anna is uh, our new chief operating officer at Essence Mediacom X. Um, prior to that, she was managing director of EMX um, and which you joined five years ago I think and then before that you had you started your career at Mediacom with me. I didn't start my career oh, there was one place before um, I came to Mediacom but I was okay. I think I was a senior planner when I came to Mediacom many moons ago which uh, is when uh, I first met you Sue. Uh, ap- apologies you seem so <laughs> fresh. <laughs> um, and you know, I I I don't know how to describe Anna. To be honest, um, I Anna knows this. I ran into someone who used to be her her client um, at a travel hub this summer, and I was talking about how great it was to be working with Anna again closely. Uh, and I said, she's she's so 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 warm. And he said, well, that's not what I would say about her though. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, but she's very 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 clever and very very warm. So. Um, it's uh, extremely good at a whole range of things and very exciting that we move into a new era of EMX with you as our chief operating officer. And let's find out. Um, let's find a bit about you. So been a busy year. And how's the last year been for you both on a personal front and professionally? Um, I think the comment of there's been a lot of change is relevant for both my personal and professional life. Um, I'm a mother of three. Um, I have six-year-old twins and an 11-year-old. She has just started secondary school. Uh, So there's a lot of change um, with going through that and supporting her through that change. It's also quite emotional as a parent. And I think when you have young kids, it's a sort of a constant change um, anyhow. From a professional perspective, again, there's been a lot of change. We had Founders Day at the end of January. You started, Sue, at the end of January, uh, your first day on Founders Day. Um, So seeing how that's impacted our staff, our people, our positioning, how we need to evolve is an ever-changing, I think, Mm -hmm. piece. I think one of the things for me is that I am now, I think I've always been comfortable with change, actually. I've always liked change, but I think the pace of change sped up in the last 12 to 18 months. So not just 2023, but sort of even um, earlier in 2022. And I think that's just a constant now. And so it's been 
at the beginning of the year, maybe it was harder for me to adjust. But now I just sort of revel in the fact that it's a constant change. We've got some people changes. We've got um, Ryan is going over to be CEO at Nexus. And we've got um, Claire Chapman, who's joining us in November. So, again, a new CEO, uh, a, a new um, sort of vibe as well. So so change is the constant. It's been interesting. I think sometimes it's it's sort of stressful but actually it keeps it interesting I think if we were sort of to rest on our laurels I would probably get a little bit bored well it's certainly not boring at the moment um so one of the questions that we like to ask is clearly you're you're um dealing with all of that change both personally and and professionally and seem to be really thriving on it I have to say um is there anything that you'd point to in your career or your life to date that's that's given you that ability um, I don't think there's a defining moment. I think it's a collective, you know, sort of experience that you build up. And I think one of the things is you learn, everything is an, a learning experience. And so this whole period has been a learning experience. I think there's a, a resilience that actually, again, if you see good things that come out of COVID, I think there's a resilience from a COVID perspective both from being a parent and having to sort of continue being supportive and working with, through through troubled times, both for, for, for people within a business perspective, but also family, including my own sort of challenges. Mm. So I think there's a resilience that comes through from that specific moment of time. I've always liked learning. So even when things go wrong, I, I'm sort of like, or, or something I don't enjoy, actually both. Mm. Um, I still treat it as a learning experience because it gives me a different perspective. Um, I think the other thing, and I was just thinking about this more with regards to my daughter because she's 11 and it's sort of the formative years, is that I always played team sports. And okay. so playing team sports, um, kind of whether it was netball or hockey or body, like it was always within a team. I wasn't very good at doing individual mm -hmm things um I think that sort of there's the knowledge that you've got resilience not just within yourself but the people that you surround yourself by so as I say I don't think there's one thing I just think it's accumulation and being open to that being a constant learning experience has probably given me the skills up I think that's right but I, I, I mean I'm agree with you but I also think the team sport thing is super interesting and and you know um Adrian Green who we both know who you know uh, uh, I've had as a coach in the past he always talks about the relay and I think you know with a, what was your what was your sport probably netball would be my netball. number one yeah one. yeah I mean and, and that has absolutely you know a, 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 a team sport and um, I always think it's um, it's also one of the most well-behaved team sports because <laughs> I don't know. I played next netball and been knocked oh, out before. It's also caused me the most injuries. So it's behaved okay. in, in on the front. But there's but but there's a sticking to the rules, I suppose, in, yeah, in netball. And and certainly yeah. you you can't score unless someone passes you the ball. That's definitely true yes. because yeah, the goal yeah, scorers can't actually you know move that much. Um, yeah. So um, that's really interesting. Um, belonging. What does belonging mean to you? I mean. I change my answer every single time on this one. So maybe I should 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 write it down and be really clear. Um, but I have been thinking about it because we've been going 
going through a period of change because we're evolving mm. as a culture from essence to essence mm. media com x um mm. because we've got a new ceo so i think for me belonging is feeling part of a team actually mm. i come back to that is mm. is um it's about knowing that you are valued it's about knowing how you can support your teammates more broadly um it's about the contribution and the feeling that you get by knowing that you're part of a team and i think for for me there's lots of other sort of um things that surround that around sort of psychological safety around how we behave with each other from a respectful perspective but i think if you if i if i try and crystallize it it's feeling like a valued member of the team full stop the layer on top of that is regardless of your background or ethnicity or orientation all of those sorts of things but actually for, for me belonging is feeling like i'm part of a team for which we jointly contribute and they've got my back and i've got their back so that's a, that's a personal sort of definition of belonging for me rather no, than as an yeah. agency that's that's great. I, I I was actually I think it's also and and as a leader of the company as I get as guess this is a question, it it's quite an important skill to recognise the assist as well as recognising the goal scorers if you see what I mean because without I was I was listening to somebody talking about David Beckham this morning and and they were saying that you know at his best um, uh, his his uh, you know um, teammates would say it was easier to score from a Beckham pass than it was to miss from a Beckham pass because his passes were so good and so accurate and so timely. But having the ability to recognise how everyone's contributing and ensuring that everybody feels valued rather than just the people that are necessarily knocking the goals into the back of the net. I don't know why I've got sport on my mind this morning, but I just have. Um, because I've started with teams. No, but I think yeah, that's a fundamental and I think I think, you know, whether it's not that everybody needs to be a, a sort of a sports person, but it's about mm. contribution. And I think being clear about your contribution and again, belonging isn't I want everybody to be like me. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. Mm. I've got certain skill sets and I need the people who surround me to have different skill sets mm. and appreciating that. So, again, you know, whether you take sort of sports analogies, which I think are, are good ones, or you take sort of well-functioning teams where, that are trying to drive innovation. If you've got a bunch of people who all think the same in a room, they're not going to innovate. They're going to agree with each other. And actually, it's the challenge and the, and, and the sort of the healthy tension, tension as a positive, not as a negative, to stretch and bend and mould and create something different. That is, that's the outcome of belonging in my mind. So that's, that's sort of how I connect those dots. What do you hope to achieve by the end of this year, or the end of the of or the end? You can you can take left. a year. Yeah, well, it's not much of this year. <laughs> okay, the end of let's, the year. Let's, I can let's take say a year. let's take a year, and by the end let's of let's take year. a year. Um, well, I've only just been promoted, so yeah. I hope that in a year's time, people think that I've made a positive difference to the people, the culture, the work, and the growth of the business would be an overarching thing. Um, I think to maintain, I talk about sort of the, the positive ne negative equilibrium and always trying to be net positive. Mm. Um, not every single day, 
but I would hope that in a year's time I am still as net positive as I am now um but I think yeah to just sort of restabilized or managed the most recent cycle of change and, and getting yeah. everybody kind of focused on firing on all cylinders really motivated and having produced some really incredible work okay and now Sasha and my favorite set of questions what Anna well we really find out about you what Anna is your favorite line from a poem a song or a book See this, I always, this is the, the hardest question. When we did the podcast last time, I probably spent two days researching this because I can't remember this stuff. I yeah. genuinely can't remember a quote. Um, however, I read uh, the book that has made the most impression on me this year mm -hmm. um, is a book called Lessons in Chemistry. I can't remember who it's by. Um, and I did biology at uni. So I think that's sort of the, the, the science behind it, I found really interesting. And so not the quote, but a Anna Berry version of the quote is that the, the difference is that scientists see failure as a true development of a process, mm -hmm. because you have to when you're doing experiments, particularly your your failures course correct almost more sharply than your successes mm. and so again not a quote because I have an inability to remember that sort of stuff and never remember scripts or anything um is is probably that because of actually I really like that course correcting and that again my biggest moments of learning have probably been the harder moments in mm. my life rather than necessarily the happiest moments in my life very good. Um, and I, I, I don't know whether Sasha would let it go without you having a specific quote, but, you know, well, the only quote so. I can manage is, uh, um, are we humans or are we dancers? But that has no <laughs> meaning. That's just the thing I can remember. Listen, I like that, too. Um, <laughs> if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? And, and I have to stress here, Anna, because I've had this I've had this question very much challenged, very much challenged by 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 interviewees um, and guests recently. I'm not allowing mobile phones because your mobile phone gives you access to everything else. So you can't have a mobile phone as an answer. And um, they have to be readily available objects. So they have to be things that Sasha and I can source, not your personal items. So given that, what would what what would I need to put in a circle to someone? Again, today, Sue, my answer yeah. will be um, actually always my answer will be some cheese, pretty much any type of cheese. I love right. cheese. There's always time for cheese. What well, favourite um, favourite cheese? I can I can probably I can specify Port Salut, but okay. I love a I love Italian. I love all cheese. Uh, it took me 25 years to try and get to like Stilton, but I got there in the end. Okay. Um, so cheese, I would probably say a ball of some sort, um, so that you can meet people with a ball you can keep yourself busy with a ball you can play catch you can do you can anyhow it's multi-versatile ball. ball could be yeah. a football or a tennis ball um my bicycle a actually. bicycle a bicycle. a bicycle a bicycle a bicycle yeah um because i cycle everywhere and it's quicker and you can go really far um yeah. so that's three we should have thought about this a bit more uh my kindle actually definitely my oh, yeah kindle. Is that I, we can get you a kindle 
Yeah, I'll, I'll allow a Kindle. Yeah. Um, um, what kind of? I mean, I, I'll probably have to pre-stack it with some with some books. What what kind of books would I? Business books. No, cri- crime drama. Crime drama. I love a crime drama. This so is a whole other the conversation. The darker the better for some reason. Really? Yeah, yeah. Quite like oh, that's a dark. Cathartic. A dark. Crime Who's your favourite? Who's your current favourite? Um, do you know what? I haven't read it for a while, but probably Ian Rankin um Lovely. would be my yeah. favourite because it's uh, my husband, my my father's um from Scotland. It's set in Edinburgh, yeah. so I've sort of got a feel for it, and and he's just an excellent writer. Kindle with a stack of rankings. Okay, yes. cool. And that's four, I think. That's four. Um, I'm going to say like an exercise mat. It can be a yoga mat or an exercise okay. mat. Yoga mat. Okay, good, 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 good. Strong choice. Um, Anna, what's your single best skill, would you say, about yourself? I don't like Um, My single best skill is... um. I am a good listener um, and I'm a trustworthy person. Is that a skill? It's a skill. The skill is to listen and to um, hold trust. Um, What would you practice more if you have the time and the space? Just exercise more broadly. I think um, I don't think I'm, I'm not I'm not one to like be obsessive about yeah. tennis, though I love tennis or yoga, though I love yoga. So I wouldn't I would it would just be sort of exercise. Walking maybe would be a better yeah, one. Yeah. Walking, Having more time. walking in the countryside. And um, and Sasha always guesses this and I, I am going to have a go at um, guessing it. So I'm writing something down. Um and who knows whether it's right or not. I don't actually know how Sasha does this, but um, he does get it right quite often. Where in the world, real or fiction, <clears throat> would you like to live and why? So I would go real. Mm. Because I would. Um, I don't explain that too deeply. I would go real and I would go somewhere in Southeast Asia, probably Indonesia as a an archipelago and not pick somewhere specifically um, because it's got orangutans, it's got great wildlife. I've spent quite a lot of my 20s there and I just think it's an incredible diverse region from a culture, yeah. a food. and a... I could probably have guessed that. I'm kicking myself a bit. I actually wrote down Italy thinking of your heritage, but I probably could have guessed that. So I, I need to up my game here. Um, but now the question that you cannot prepare for, they're from the School of Life um, and I'm going to shuffle them. Three questions. I'm going to call them A, B or C. Which one would you like? I'll go B. I love these ones because I can't prepare. <laughs> you cannot prepare. And it, I'm going to read it out. Who's been a bad influence on you? Oh, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Um, I, I, nobody I know actually. Okay. And maybe not even an individual. I think politicians generally at the moment have been a bad influence. Yeah. Um, because it has made me feel like there (laughs) sometimes isn't any hope and or people leading our country. Um, 
aren't doing a very good job. So mm-hmm. it is in influence. I'm generally quite a positive person. Yeah. I genuinely believe in change and that there is good in everybody and people aren't doing it for power reasons alone. Um, and they have negatively impacted my uh, positivity and hope and belief in driving change. Well, I hope that will change. I do know what you mean. There's days and this kind of dates back back to the pandemic again, where you just can't, I don't know, I can listen to the news today. (laughs) I just can't take any more negativity. So hopefully that will be one of the things that we can uh, look forward to to changing in the future. Um, Anna, it has been an absolute delight speaking to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Sue. Thank you for having me. Bye.